0: STUDIO! S! M! L! Welcome to the Studio SML podcast. In this series of candid conversations, we talk to some of the most established architects and designers in Singapore about how they got to where they are today, hear about their personal journeys and the highs and lows of running a design practice in Singapore. Enjoy the rest of this podcast.
1: In the farm that Torrance Go, Selwyn Lo, Peter Sim and Tianan Chin built, an organic approach prevails, be it the studio's evolvement from an arts and design society to a multidisciplinary design practice, or the expansion to a team of 50 people. As the interests of each director are varied, farm is many things at once. The three main themes, graphic design, interior design, and architecture design that underpin the practice have also given rise to pharmacy, a research and experience design arm, and a farm store. Elaine Chan speaks with the farmers about their evolution.
0: Hi, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us on Studio SML. I'm going to start by asking you uh, the first question. Um, You say that farm, or as you describe it, farm is many things at once. What is it like for four guys to run a farm, aka your practice? And, you know, what's a typical day like?
1: Yeah, someone say something. Hello,
2: <laughs> <Go>, Peter. <laughs> Beautiful all say, we, we all said something really, Peter, you can start. Really? Starting. I don't yeah. think we're recording. While we're waiting for you, <laughs> we already started. We gave we, inter- we, inter- we, Elaine quite Peter a good introduction. Yeah, yeah. I left you. No,
3: I, I mean, okay. Uh, I, I mean, we, we, the thing is that it's... um. A bit chaotic sometimes because uh, we all have our own interests. We're all uh, handling different projects, and the projects are of uh, different types. Because uh, as our as our kind of blurb says, we you know we have many things. So so you know at any one given time we are hopping from one meeting that's talking about I don't know selecting a toilet roll holder, and the next we are talking about a vision for a precinct in a city. You know so so it's a uh, um, it's a little bit haphazard sometimes and, and the, the team that we're working with sometimes is like one person, sometimes it's a big team. But I think um, that's what, what we find interesting, like, that there's that, that, something kind of different uh, and of interest in every, every project that we take on. And as we hop from one to another uh, during the course of a day, uh, our brains kind of um, handle different questions different scales different issues um, whether it's about solving uh, planning parameters or ura issues so so i, I guess and and it- there's no real typical day now because because we're still kind of coming out of the, the work from home. So we are sometimes we are out at meetings or on site the whole day. Sometimes we are at home in front of the, Like today, I've been on Zoom end-to-end uh, for meetings. So I can't tell you what a typical day is right now. Lah. Maybe in a couple of months,
1: then I can tell you. Right. What about
0: the other partners? I, I
1: thought what Peter said was interesting because I never thought it was strange. <laughs> maybe Sometimes look at form, sometimes go look at colors, sometimes look at tile. So because of the nature of our project, I guess we hmm. I think we all got used to it. We never really think it works different. I guess that's why it's interesting at, at least for me.
0: Right. How long has Farm been in operation?
1: It's just checked, fifteen to sixteen years, I think. I mean <laughs> a bit longer. We officially open uh set up at 2.007. That's Farm yeah. Society, right? Eh? No, that's Farm Work. Farm Work. actually started earlier. We, I mean, we didn't... The record is 2007, but... two o five, I think. Two o five, the Farm Start, yeah. yeah. maybe Farm Work was
0: How did the four of you come together? <laughs> <laughs>
3: sounds, sounds like uh, a connection through NUS, I guess. Because we are all uh, graduates from uh, NUS Archi- Architecture School. Uh, I am the oldest, unfortunately, so I, <laughs> I was in there first. And then uh, my, my wife uh, went to teach in NUS, oh. or still is. So she, the first batch she taught had Torrance and Nanchen in it. So that's where I met them, and that's where they met each other. Oh. I, I Selwyn, I don't know, he's an he odd one out. Selwyn, where yeah,
4: I'm no, not one out. I met Torrance when, not that I met Torrance, uh, I met his classmate called Willy. Uh, where I was doing my internship. So he told me that he has a friend who's coming back to NUS, who's joining my year. So Taurus is two years my senior, but he came back uh, to his master's on, at, at my year. So I, I kind of knew him then. And through him, I got to know Nanshian. Right. And through them, later on, I got to know Peter.
0: So four of you run the practice together. And do you each have a role? Or how do you work this out? Who does what? And also because um, you all have different interests. The, the, how do you make the business work?
1: When you mean role, you mean administratively,
0: yeah. Um, and also creatively, you might, you might. For example, I'm, I'm just throwing this out. You may think that yeah. it's an interesting project, and you know, someone else may not think mm-hmm. likewise. But you know, how, how do you um have that discussion, and what do you talk about?
4: So, Elena, I think these questions are all quite <laughs> interesting because nobody has really asked us this, <laughs> and it's quite uh, a, I think, how, people, how Peter explained how the way we work, we are very organic in many ways.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, and in fact, it's something that um, even our, uh, our colleagues and people who, who share their working experience in farm tells yeah. me the same thing. That farm operates in such an organic manner that, that, that it's really interesting how things comes in place or, or fit together. So likewise, do we have a clear role? I, I think we are somewhat evolved to a form or a method that we take care of certain things. And and it seemed to work well. How how and what, Peter? You want to share? You're saying something yourself? No,
3: no. (laughs) I know. I I mean I I was gonna say the same thing. So so things kind of uh, happen because we have individual uh, preferences or or we have kind of um, individual interests, you know. So so sometimes it's to do with uh, whether a particular project appeals to one of us or whether uh some one of us has a particular uh, some time uh, that and they are able to take on a project. Sometimes it's to do with the client that the personality kind of matches uh and we can get along with them and it's and if we have a project that comes along and we say oh we can't manage it or we're not it, it's a good project to do but it doesn't appeal to us we, we throw it up to the other three and then and then somebody will pick it up so so far it's happened okay we managed to 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 uh divide these things kind of in an organic way I mean it's not so clear that one will do restaurants one will do houses one will, it's not it's not like that so each so it, it happens whatever comes along we will kind of if we want to do it, we'll say, I want to do this, or, you know, or somebody else says that they want to do it, and then, and then they will, will, or we don't like this person, so I don't want to be involved with in this project, you know. So, so, so it will, we will have that kind of open discussion, and then, and then, uh, or we'll suggest, hey, this, this, this client, I think, Will will match you, you know. It's it's the kind of person that you like to work with. Uh, why don't I can okay, introduce you? Then then you see how it gets you get on, you know. Then 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 that you. So that, that's that's how like you that. arrow us. Uh yeah, I mean it happens, right?
0: <laughs> that's quite good organic farming. I was just thinking uh-huh. twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I, I mean, Selwyn says there's some very clear kind of uh boundaries. Oh, I mean, uh, Nanchen is our boundary, our, yeah. our architecture our, our architect principal, so all architecture projects uh, has his involvement somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, one of us might be handling the design, but he will have a, a, a kind of over, a overview on the, the authorities and, and so so and then uh, Torrance, you know, is kind of has a close connection to the art scene and 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 has been involved in all the, the arts projects that we do uh, or the sculpture projects and I think Selwyn uh, because from early days so as a society him and, and, and Torrance started off so Selwyn uh, when there are these kind of more community-based uh, ground-up projects uh, um, like the, the stadium bench projects um, uh, you know the curating of uh, local artists organizing of uh, community events so com- Selwyn has been quite heavily involved in those uh, in the past uh, and it sounds like I don't do any thing. (laughs) <laughs> I was waiting to explain, to hear you explain what you do So
0: what's your, what's your uh, forte, Peter? Uh, <laughs> I, I,
3: I, I I quite like, enjoy doing uh, small architecture projects uh, As well as uh, cookie interior projects I don't really get my hands uh, involved in things like Large uh, uh, condominium branding or, or show flats and things like that
0: Can you tell me about the team? The entire team of the farm?
2: Team as the, the staff or... Yeah. Um, so we have about 50, 50 over people, um, plus minus. And broadly, you can split them into three teams. The architecture team, the interior design team, and the graphic design team. Typically under that three big basket lah. Um, I think recently, we we always uh, were involved in exhibition uh, exhibition Mm -hmm. design, so that never really fit in any of the teams, but it was always drawing people from uh, graphic design and also the architecture team. And I think recently, we also um, started to uh, have the fourth team, which is uh, pharmacy, which is more... Uh, design research and experience design team. So that's sort of a new sort of a team or a sub-team that, that sort of grew up from the umbrella of the three big teams. And there are also people who are specialized in wayfinding, which is an offshoot from the graphic design team. So I think there are ways that the team is growing because of certain needs that we, we see in projects, certain uh, gaps. Uh, clients asking for certain things and also certain uh, opportunities that we see in the market that there are sort of spaces that is currently not filled and so there's very few people involved in that kind of space so we thought that through some of our work then we start to sort of go into some of those new areas so the team is also quite quite uh organic in a sense in in, in a way i think we need to remember i think when we first started we were designing exhibition design um, Mm. right right from the very, very onset, right? So then exhibition, uh, we had interior designers. We hired architects to do exhibition. Then slowly we had our graphic design team. And then the architecture team, because we always, the four of us are architecturally trained, and then we hired architects right from the start. But the architecture sort of company actually evolved very late, 2013. Then we started to have a proper... Architecture arm. Right. So I think the because of the way we started graphic interior design experience design in a way was very much in how we would think about spaces. So right. so the the team evolved accordingly. Now like we had a shop at some point, a retail a farm store, right? So then we had graduates from the industrial design product design a school that was helming that shop for a couple of years, uh, doing small products and objects and things like that. So and then that that sort of stopped during COVID. But we are kind of thinking ways to sort of get it back again. So at one point. We wanted to publish your book too. We still had a little <laughs> publishing team or arm that was in that space. What
0: book did you want to publish?
2: Maybe Torrance, you want to explain or Peter or Selwyn, I can't remember it was called Worm at some point.
1: Oh no, I think that time was very early. We were just trying different things, right? It was called workshops. Mm. I didn't know when we were brought up with I remember this book worm thing. Oh. But, I think it was to help artists to make books. what's that it was, it was a... book, uh, artist books like uh, book art.
2: Was
1: yeah.
2: I think we, made, we, we also, made
1: one, right? One or two, right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, two. Yeah, was, Simran, book, right? I think, uh, I think I think I think when we first started out, we were very. We were younger, so we, we were more experimental. We tried like different things that thought we were thought interest like interest us. And, right. and, I, I I'm not but,
4: sure whether you're familiar how we started. Um. Uh, If we really go back to 2005, uh, it it really started as a society. Mm. And um, we we started as a society to organize uh, kind of sharing sessions for uh, people in the kind of local creative industries. So we had this thing called Roja, and it was a fairly popular session where we got to know many people. Hence, we decided that uh, we could do more. Uh, We got to know a lot of artists, creators, and a lot of what we started doing was a kind of a reaction to um, some of their kind of needs or some of uh, what we find lacking. Like for example, some of our, our artist friends wanted to kind of publish their books. Uh, hence, we were thinking of doing a publishing side. The product was also kind of because we couldn't find a lot of local creative or local artist products, especially when we go to the museum. Mm-hmm. Hence, we wanted to actually make things with them or mm-hmm. for them. Hence, we started the whole product making kind of initiative as well. So it, it really stands from that aspect and even when we started a design practice, we also wanted very much to collaborate or to kind of bring them together uh, or kind of involve them in our work. So I, I think it has taken us quite a while actually. Now it's, now it's almost 15 years, 17 years. But uh, the way of engaging has changed as well. Because like, like Toran said, we are very young, but we are also very inexperienced in terms of wanting to collaborate. Uh, but nowadays, I think in terms of collaboration, it's also something that's a, a lot more kind of uh, grounded in methodology as well as uh, understanding what are the limitations of collaboration. So it's a bit different. Uh, So in some way we have evolved, but we also still have that spirit of collaborating.
0: Right. Uh, Are those projects still ongoing? Like for instance, Roja, is that still um, happening?
4: I cannot remember the, I, I wouldn't consider the last couple of sessions. Uh, I, I remember at some point we decided that uh, there were many sharing sessions in Singapore. I think there were some uh, morning, uh, Tuesday morning sessions, or creative mornings, and then there were quite a few platforms. Uh, a lot of what we started and how we ended was when we felt that it was no longer useful or there were better kind of uh, platforms around. So at one point, we decided Rojak wasn't uh, so necessary anymore. Unlike when we when we first started farm. So it, start, it stopped in I think 2013 uh, or 2. Uh. You, anyone of you remember? Until Peter, you kind of revived it for something,
2: right?
3: Yeah, I did a London one. London. I did one edition. Yeah. One, one but it, I mean, it's it's been superseded by uh, what a lot of other people are doing. Uh, so we can. Yeah wrapped it up.
4: Even Pichakucha, the ones, uh, the format that we were inspired by, hence we started Rojak, is in Singapore. Right. So there's no longer a need.
0: So what are the trends? Um, I think Nanchan was um, talking about some of the trends and gaps. And also with pharmacy, you see um, that kind of stepping in to uh, look at create new creative ways and ideas. So um, what are the potential trends and gaps that you see I currently? Think-
2: Pharmacy was something we started in 2018. Um, it was at the back of a sort of a couple of projects where we realised that the way we are sort of engaged, it's is slightly different from some of the earlier projects. Mm. Um, clients were coming with sort of open ended questions. Maybe because we know them, we, we have further conversations. We realised that there was a maybe a need for a slightly different way of engaging some of these projects. And so we were looking at, um, to be honest at that time, not really understanding. I mean, just trying to respond directly to what the client was looking for. We were trying to find different ways of addressing. I think over the years, we start to realize that some of the methodology, the way that we work, actually helped us and also helped the client um, articulate what they were looking for uh, in a clearer way, whether it's uh, visually or is it through the different ways of uh, engaging them and us through the different stages of the projects. So that was something that took a while for us to sort of find a certain way of working and editing. It's also at that time, uh, we had a copywriter that joined us and, and, and it helped it, us found a voice, the way to communicate projects. Uh, which is true words and text. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, because it's void of vi- visuals, images, it doesn't have that uh, mm-hmm. legacy of an image. Uh, once you see something, you say, I like, I don't like the image, yeah. ugly or beautiful. But words has, is a little bit more neutral and yeah. it's a little bit more uh, open-ended. And in a sense, it, it helps as a vehicle to continue a certain conversation. So I think that then evolved into different kind of framework. And and so I think it was also during that time, the term experience design, design thinking started to come from another angle through other design fields. Mm -hmm. And we realized that these are certain things that we are already working. So we wanted to put it together. And so pharmacy was set up in that way to essentially address some of the project issues that we were facing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think last year was when we formally... Uh, rolled out and started to to get in projects on on its own uh, through through research, and I think it's also a larger arc about um, emphasis on design research or awareness towards some of these projects. So I think um, it, that that was a potential gap that we saw. Uh, the other one was that I mean, just by the way that the company was set up, I think multidisciplinary is a very sort of old term, cross-disciplinary, transdisciplinary. You see different examples, uh, but. The fact that we we were we had different teams in the office that were looking at different areas, and we were in different kinds of projects, and some quite early on, con- coming quite late. But I think we were trying to sort of go beyond just providing as many services as you need, uh, but trying to see whether beyond that, uh, were we getting into some conversations that. If traditionally in a project like an architect or interior designer, you wouldn't be involved in. But because we were doing branding for some of the clients, we noticed that the earlier conversations were actually quite critical. It was able to shape the direction of the projects. We realized that there were some opportunities in that kind of space uh, through, through early engagement, through research, um, whether the outcome, the, the sort of, with is it a physical outcome? Is it a service design outcome? Is it a, a visual communication outcome? And because we could do all of them and that that put us in a sort of advantageous position that we are able to engage uh, several conversations potentially at the same time and and that kind of synergy was something that the client thought was uh, useful
0: that's interesting the work um and thinking at pharmacy were you able to advocate new trends or you know bring to the market different ways of thinking creatively Um,
2: so a lot of the work that pharmacy does is grounded on actual projects. Mm. So we we were not looking at starting a sort of an independent research inquiry that has no grounding. So a lot of them came from actual projects. But the problem with project research is that it is very limited in terms of time. So it's very hard for you to go very deep. Mm. And so I think we were lucky at that period, we were engaged to do design research by a few clients at the same time. And so we had that runway for us to build up um, certain uh, knowledge and they were able to then shift some of the projects. Yeah. So I think at that time we were working on the architecture research project f- uh, for a new nursing home. So yeah. that we had a six months, nine months runway mm-hmm. and we partnered Stark as our research partner on that project. And I think a couple of months before that we were engaged to work with uh, Life which is a group to develop their new um, co-living brand. So we were engaged to do both brand guide and spatial guide. Right. Right, so so, so some of these opportunities then led on to the physical engagement to do the IT for the first uh, FUNAN. And now we are working on the new nursing home project. Uh, so some of projects are ongoing, uh, some completed, but, but there are a few other tracks that uh, some of these projects, they do take a longer time for them to come out.
0: Um, I'm going to bring us back to a little bit of a broader discussion. So you're cross-disciplinary. What do you not do?
2: I think uh, for us, maybe... Because we are all sort of architects and we always, I think we had this underlying understanding that whatever projects we take on, it has to have a spatial component. And so for example, I think when we were working on the graphic team, we asked ourselves, oh, if someone comes in to say, do we want to do an annual report, you know, then we we kind of said no. But of course, along the way, it depends on the client. But we, so far, I think it's still quite clear that it still needs to have some level of uh, grounding in a spatial project. And even pharmacy as a research, we always thought that there has to be a belief that whatever is the change that you're advocating, um, space is still ultimately the biggest driver for change. The environment, right? A spatial environment. So I think that is something that I think we still hold um, quite clear to kind of what defines what we do and what we don't do. Or at least the first cut when the email comes in, it we say, like, oh yeah, this one got no 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 chance when <laughs> you know, I got chance then we reply, you know, so things like that
0: Okay, um, driver for change um, this question goes to all of you, what kind of revolution do you want to see in Singapore in terms of um, design you know, in your area of practice uh,
3: <laughs> I don't know whether this is answering your question but uh, what, what I find or what I would like to see as a change in Singapore is that uh, there is more involvement from the people who are using the their own the, using the space themselves. Uh, I find that uh, in Singapore, at least, design uh, is treated as something that somebody does, and then is built by another person. And at the end of the day, is a, a product that you purchase or consume. Um, and I think that um, there is some value in uh, people. Doing stuff themselves, uh, whether it's uh, uh, modifying, adapting, building, making, I think there's a, a, a shortage in that. And I think that will actually, I don't know, change people's appreciation of, of um, the materials, uh, you know, the environment that we live in, the, the materials that are used to make them, how things are put together and appreciation of craftsmanship. Uh, a whole kind of understanding of an ecosystem of things, which I think at the moment, we're just consumers and, and design is something we consume as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I, I I mean, it's not really a, a answering a question in terms of what we are going to design, but I, I think I, I would like to see that kind of awareness right. rather, yeah, rather than a, a split between the user and the designer so much.
0: Uh, you feel that there is... Um a line drawn now between yeah. sites.
1: Yeah.
0: That's in um, I'm I'm just thinking of me as a consumer when I think mm. about space. I'm trying to understand what you're saying.
3: So I mean I I think the you know for for example, there's this idea in some people that oh you are the designer, you're the expert, so you mm. tell me what i what I need mm. and I, I, in many ways, I don't think it's such a um uh, it's such a mysterious kind of art or 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 something mm. that, that is unapproachable um, and, and I, I you know things to do with how people use um the space around them. I think it's a much more involved um, conversation and 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 that they have some control over how they can shape their space. I think that that's something which I feel is um, is is not very prevalent in Singapore.
0: Is this um a takeaway from your years of speaking with clients and you know people you work with, or is this just observing you know the, how the general public look at space? Uh,
3: it's I, I mean I guess it's to do with um, uh, the experiences I have. In Singapore, and I used to stay in UK for a bit as well. And 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 how people kind of treat things um, where there is a certain degree of autonomy and and and, and a spirit for for adaptation and and uh, to affect one's one's own uh, almost like a DIY and a maker kind of spirit, which I think it it doesn't exist in Singapore. I don't know. I think it's uh, just it's not within our culture. We we don't we don't do that. And I, I feel that there is uh, there is value in that. You know, it, it gives an appreciation of of uh, idea of craftsmanship, of uh, sustainability, of re reusing materials which are which are already have a, uh, extending a lifespan or something.
0: Could it be that Asia or in Singapore everything is so convenient? You don't really have to think about it, right? You just yeah, yeah, true, fall away.
3: True, true,
0: You know, I, I'm just imagining. You know, elsewhere you might have to fix your own roof or yeah. do your own flooring.
3: Yeah. And and it's, the other thing, I, which is uh, I find I as a restriction, is the cost of things. Yeah. Design and architecture is such an expensive process um, that it becomes something that only um, uh, a select few are able to to determine. You know, uh, I mean, there's no solution that I can offer to this, but but I think many of the very interesting pieces of architecture that you see internationally happen because land is not incredibly expensive and building, the act of building is not incredibly expensive. So you can get really inventive pieces of architecture. Uh, In Singapore, because of the cost of land, the cost of building and the whole ecosystem, we are very limited. Or very kind of restricted in what are the potential outcomes of anything that that is that is uh, invested in. Mm. And I think that that is a, that is I find a real kind of a constraint to, right. to to creativity and new solutions.
0: What about the other guys? What do you think?
2: Still thinking. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Nan got a lot to say. Eh? Go, Nan uh, Yeah, like like what. Peter said is maybe not something that we can do internally within sort of the range of work. And it's more about the larger uh, change that you hope to see. This idea of, I wouldn't call it a design culture or it's maybe more important as the idea of a, a culture of design. So for example, if you go to certain, uh, but it's not fair, like Singapore is generally still quite young. But if you look at say countries like uh, France and Italy, the the or Japan, the, the culture of design is deeply ingrained through the fashion, the cast, the technology in, in every aspect of life. Right. So so in, in Singapore, maybe because everything is as Peter said, either expensive or efficient or very result orientated, you 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 know, so in a sense there is very little room for any of these uh, conversations to evolve and and that that lack of uh, appreciation of uh, the culture of of design um, will lead to many other sort of bad decisions or sort of Mm. decisions that are made for convenience, decisions that are made Uh, uh, for other economic considerations and whatnot. And I think in that sense, uh, if then the physical environment is a reflection of a bad culture or lack of cultural design, that it is very hard to develop that that sense of uh, awareness and culture over time. So as a practitioner within this space, you are already um, sort of uh, fighting Within yeah. a community or an environment that is sort of maybe doesn't really appreciate design as much or they don't see it as what the way we looked at things. So if you hope the environment to change then more, I believe uh, Singapore designers are actually very talented. Mm. Right. So so if you look around the world, if you just take a cut any year from from 20 years ago until today, you walk into any design school, fashion school, architecture school, brandings, whatever, you will find Singaporeans and they usually are the top, top. Right somewhere up there. But they either stay overseas or once they come back, they will kind of just disappear. So the question is actually is there something about the environment here that doesn't support that kind of talent, which is the the kind of a pity? Because from a individual level Definitely, and, and from the, the the schools you know, that the global talent is there. So it's really just the lack of environment uh, to allow the talents and opportunities for the talents to grow and to develop.
0: And that brings yeah. me to two questions. One is, what can we do, um, you know, as individuals? You know, we're not talking about policy, government, because that's beyond us. Uh, as an individual, as a member of society, and also for... Uh, you know the design, com- design, architecture community. And my second question, then, you know, I, I was hoping to get your um your take on the brain drain, right? I mean, if we have talented people who fade into obscurity or don't come back to Singapore, or they come back and they leave again, yeah. So I guess these are big questions. Then it feeds back into the health of the ecosystem.
2: I mean, based on the 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 kind of the larger culture or lack of culture of design, it's it's quite hard for individuals to sort of shift that conversation,
1: mm.
2: right? So I think uh, it doesn't mean that a collective effort will therefore make a difference. La. So I think that, that's, that's still sort of uh, open-ended. The issue of brain drain, I think across the board, I mean, we had our own share of, uh, of people leaving us, especially this, this couple of years. Mm-hmm. And 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 we still keep in good contact with a whole lot of them actually. And, and they leave for reasons that we kind of understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I'm not sure, but I think the period when we started out, even though it's not that long ago, is actually very different from now. And I think the and the scary thing is that the schools haven't actually changed that much during our period and now, right? But the opportunities, the other economic sectors have moved and changed quite a bit. So the question is whether the industry can keep up and therefore there are better opportunities in other fields. Right, so the talent will always move to where the opportunities are. So I think, in that sense, it's something for the industry to sort of really look into. We don't. I don't think I have individually got any answer to sort of that question. But I think we have to recognise that the landscape has changed quite a bit uh, in terms of opportunities.
0: So at Farm, how do you nurture these talents or how do you cultivate your talents you know, in-house?
4: How do we nurture? How do we cultivate? I, I think it's interesting the kind of people that join us. Uh, they're often kind of uh, attracted to the fact that we are doing many things. They, were, they, they like the fact that we do exhibition, we do interior, we do architecture, we brand things. Mm. But um, what we sometimes find quite difficult is that the school are still training people to be very um, domain-specific or very deep skill sets. Mm -hmm. So it's actually not so simple to kind of uh, work across. Uh, So they naturally will be more comfortable uh, as a graphic designer doing graphic design. Mm -hmm. Uh, We often will encourage them to uh, work closely with their colleagues from other disciplines. So we we find the magic happens in the discussion and in the kind of uh, collaboration between them. So sometimes a lot of times, the, the, the first concept that evolved uh, may come from uh, any any designer from any of the discipline. uh And that, I, I think that's something that uh, they appreciate as well. Uh, and I think that's the difference that someone working in farm might feel compared to other firms. Uh, I think it's also looking at the four of us, while we are architecturally trained, I, I think our interest lies in many disciplines and uh, in the kind of things that we do, we are not really... How should I say? I sometimes of see ourselves as creative directors. And we may not be the kind of uh, best graphic designer, the best uh, wayfinding person, but we understand what works as a kind of uh, identity or concept across. And we trust and we work with, closely with others to deliver that. So I think that's something that uh, we've been trying to kind of uh, train our guys to do as well.
0: Mm. Is, is that succeeding, working? Or um, by personalities? By it personalities,
2: I mean, we went through a few rounds of um, evolution or change within the company and personnel. Mm -hmm. And I think we also uh, had to react with the size of the company growing. So we started off as a small studio. And then now we are sort of uh, 50 people. And we, at one point, struggled wanting to behave like a small studio. But you realize the messiness of it is not something that some of our corporate clients can accept. Mm. so we had to find a way to evolve and adapt and I think um even the architecture team structure is very different from the interior team structure is very different from the graphic design team structure so imagine a company of 50 we have three different uh, substructures of how the teams work but because it's a recognition that the teams do operate very differently and the challenges that they face the project and the timeline they are all very different and at the end of the day we we hope we like to believe that we try our best to accommodate to the needs of the team and the talents to grow and groom them and align their interests first then the collective interest of the company is actually uh, the interest of the company is actually the collective interest of where the individuals are going and I think if with that then you will get the best out of them and therefore farm can continue to to do well I mean I I speak for myself here that I don't think we can be where we are today if we don't have the 46 people working very hard and very talented people behind us so they, they are if not more important than the four of us, to be honest. And so yeah. how do you keep the, the group together? And we are quite uh, lucky to say some of our staff were with us from day one and they are still with us. Right? And even those that left, we are still in very close contact with them. Because yeah. I think at the end of the day, the design community is quite small. Yeah. Uh, we do understand that we have different paths that we want to pursue. But if we all generally align with the love for design and the love for the work that we do, then there's no reason why we cannot still be friends. Right? So in a sense, um, we are quite open uh, to welcoming them back sometimes or things like that. So I think both from a social and also from a professional angle in terms of working together. So I think we always try to keep that relationship open, in a sense, uh, 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 hopefully a mutual respect between recognizing them as individuals, uh, talented people, and you know, so how we can kind of work with them as much as possible.
0: Owen was talking about um, how some, you know, talents are trained in specific areas, and they have deep s- sets of skills for, you know, a certain um, Discipline. How comfortable? How easy is it for designers to step out of their comfort zone?
4: How how easy is or how comfortable? I I actually think that a lot of them are comfortable to step up, Mm, but their talent may not may may not allow them to step up. (laughs) A lot of them have the heart to do. Like for example, if I'm a graphic designer, I want to design furniture. You know, but sometimes it may not work. (laughs) Yeah. So they are are, are very much uh, more talented in what they do, but we want to have that conversation between them and the furniture designer who can then see the blind spots of where they are heading towards and then be able to kind of collectively do something even better.
0: Um, The firm has done various or many different types of projects. What are the most interesting ones for you guys and what do you hope to do next? Maybe, you know, something that you've not done before. We can talk about specific projects or areas of interest.
4: I think so your questions us. are two two parts, right? Uh, one is uh what do you hope to do, and one is uh what do you uh enjoy? Yeah. In, in the previous
3: projects. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say. That I think I don't know about everyone, but each of us would have our own kind of favorites of of, of what we have enjoyed doing, right? Mm. So.
1: Uh, I'm happy to I, hear four views.
3: I, I mean, I, I'll kick off from from my own. So I I've always uh, thought that one of our very early projects, an installation that was put up in Mel Melbourne as part of Design Week, uh, is called Two Four Nine Four or Two Nine Four Nine. Is actually I, I really like that because that that kind of embodied uh, quite a few aspects of our, um, our design kind of outlook or philosophy, because it it's a uh, it, it talks about. Um, uh, materiality. It talks about uh, hands-on making. Uh, there was a in, there was a, a collaboration with an artist, um, and it it was a it had a kind of commentary on on um, uh, how architecture is made uh, using drawing uh, and 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 uh, paper as a medium. So uh, that has always. Uh, appealed to me, it's a kind of more, a smaller scale project. And the other one that I think that, that, that always sticks in my mind is the Art Connector that we did as part of the, the um, SG50. So, you know, to be part of SG50 uh, celebrations was very meaningful uh, and that had a huge uh, involvement with the uh, general public of Singapore. Uh, we involved uh, more than twenty thousand people in the making of that that the project. Uh, it is uh, a modest piece of infrastructure, but it is uh, meaningful uh, and a contribution to the kind of um, public realm. So I think th- those are the two which I think are, uh, uh, stick out in my mind as I as kind of farm projects.
4: And w- and what projects do you want to do?
3: What do you want to do? You the know, do. Why, There
4: are I two parts of your question.
3: I I always wanted to do a. a uh, a house on a sh- on which is kind of really uh, <laughs> uh, a kind of unusual uh house now that's that that is uh on a low budget but an interesting house but but I think it's not going to happen in Singapore, so the other one will be some kind of religious building which I thought might
2: be interesting as well your client of <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah I, I mean to to own a piece of land in singapore you're, you're, you're going to sp- you you're basically you want you 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 fully aircon house with marble toilet, really. Yeah.
0: Torrance, maybe?
1: I enjoy, personally, projects where I can do a few things at one go. Right? Some projects where uh, I think at the very start, um, uh, why we did exhibition was interesting because uh, we managed to do graphics and, like, uh, we get architects, uh, ID people to do together And you kind of have I, I enjoy projects where there are different teams at work You get to straddle among the different things And you try to put together uh, all the different like Kind of uh, curate all, all of them together So I think I, I, think, not, I don't know what I'm saying say. yeah, So I enjoyed those processes where, uh, Or projects where I
0: Anything else that you wish to do That you haven't?
1: Religious buildings, temples, <laughs> mm-hmm. and brand it at the same time, <laughs> and make a book out of it. Also. <laughs> something like that, you know, like that, that allows you to try and you know, shape the experience of something.
0: A whole suite of products and um, services attached.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought that was the fun part, at least for me. And I, I thought that sometimes when uh, my colleagues uh, enjoy that sort of process where get to see how different aspects of a farm comes together and then affect one another. So I like that bit.
0: All right. What about
2: Nanj Um, One of the earlier projects uh, was a small uh, house that we did with uh, Jeremy, Jeremy San's house. That, that to me still is one of the more uh, interesting projects just also because the, the process and also uh, the stories related to the space right so i think that's one Um, the current one that it's sort of taking a bit of our uh, time and interest is the the nursing home project because that is in a way i mean one of the examples that peter said like you're designing not not for certain there's an obvious group of users that will benefit from a space that is if it's done properly and so that's something that we are quite keen to to, to kind of make sure that we mm-hmm. it's delivered well and, and whatever the earlier ideas and visions get executed. So we kind of want to see, and there's quite a bit of speculation on that project. So we also do want to see when the day is, is done, it's in operation and how will the users actually uh, take up kind of to, to, to what we were trying to do. So I think that that will be a project of interest.
0: What are our speculations?
2: Um, it's, it's really just about, uh, I mean the the big research agenda was uh, person people centric care, to, to shift the attention towards the the user. So I think that was something that we we need to of course uh, once the the residents are in, then we can sort of understand whether some of the earlier ideas uh, do we validate some of these considerations. Yeah, sure. um, and then going going forward, I I always wanted to 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 build uh, my own house, build as in build not 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 design but just main con, build contractor something. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not many people know my internship i actually spent six months with a builder so actually maybe those are the days i thought was quite fun yeah so i may kind of want to have opportunity to do that at some point
1: Someone? uh, I-, I think for
4: me it's always more about the uh, people i meet and the relationships that i have in uh, through the projects so there were a few projects that uh, i kind of remember one of the early ones uh, who is an is a, uh, apartment at Ing Street. So the owner is Paul Terrence. He's still a good friend of mine uh, and collaborating with uh, artists like Lina and uh, Justin. Uh, the other two was uh, an exhibition at National Design Centre, working closely with uh, Jonathan Yuan of Roots. It was the COVID period, so it was uh, quite difficult actually to put anything out. Uh, but it was a very enjoyable collaboration uh, where he, he came up with the branding and I uh, came up with the art direction and the spatial design. So there was something quite meaningful to us as well. I think the third one is actually for uh, Red House, uh, for Chris, uh, another client. Uh, because it's a kind of FMB and trying to kind of uh, revamp it, but more importantly, as a family business, uh, how they had to pivot during COVID and how design as a form of a solution for them as a business. Uh, so we helped them come up with new brands like milkfish, uh, owl broth. And um, it was very much a response to the last two years as well. But people can't go to the restaurants. They can only order online. It's so all, I,
2: all food related. Like.
4: <laughs> yeah, of course. I love food related. Uh, yeah, <laughs> food. I, I, uh,
2: mm,
4: I look like a foodie, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I think these are the kind of uh, projects that are meaningful to me uh, beyond the space, but also the people that I've met along the way. Uh, and the relationships I've cultivated. Uh mm-hmm. in, in terms of a project that I would love to get involved in, I, I don't really have a very specific typology, like both of them wanting to build a house. I, I, I think I, I would like to have an opportunity to start a project with a few friends from different disciplines. For example, artists, furniture designer a product designer and being able to craft the outcome from day one. Uh and I I I would still hope I, I think there will be an opportunity somewhat soon. So I, I think coming from where what how we've been uh, operating, yeah. So I, I'm hoping that, that that brief will come soon.
0: What is your favorite food each of you talking about?
4: Let me last me what I eat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and your favorite food, and if food is part of the farm culture as well.
4: Okay, I'm going to start first, right? Since uh, I I I need the last question. I'm Teochew. I think my last meal will be Teochew Mue. because I, I I cannot decide what's my favorite food. So Teochew Mue allows me to pick many different kinds, and they all come together really nicely.
2: I'm, I'm Hainanese, so it must be Hainanese chicken rice. And, uh, oh no! Uh, also, the no lack more of lack of chicken now, so that one's suddenly very precious. <laughs> Mine will be
1: fried carrot cake because I always enjoyed it. There's no reason why. I just like it. Yeah, it just makes me miss home and yeah, everything I thought about. If I retire I'll become i fried carrot cake. Yeah. Makes
0: you miss home. You're not home
1: at the moment? No, no, no. I mean when oh. I'm overseas or
0: so oh, very right, long right, right, I'll right, miss right, right. I'll
1: miss this dish, yeah.
3: Right. And Peter? Uh, I, I'm pretty conservative in my food choices. I'm not a I'm not a huge kind of. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am Peranakan, but I think I would choose a hamburger. No,
0: for, what Peranakan oh, food no. is that not something
3: that? I, I mean I en- I enjoy you know uh. uh and vokra and all those things, but uh, I think I usually like something simple, like a sandwich or a burger. Okay.
0: Is food um is food a big part of the uh, farm culture?
3: You, you should see our Chinese New Year Yi Sang tossing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a spread.
3: Uh yeah, it's like a food fight sometimes.
0: Okay. <laughs> so your your team your team likes food too.
2: We used to uh make the new stuff cook for everyone. Every I think we used to do it every month. Uh, so it was it was quite fun. Or well, every three months, I would. So whenever the the youngest members of the office would come together to cook. What so, if
0: what if it's just one like you know one or two three people?
2: Then they three of them will cook for.
0: <laughs> really.
2: Yeah yeah yeah. So I I think They're that okay. was yeah yeah, and when we get to try and all sorts of weird food. Um, That was all pre-COVID. So we haven't had that session uh, for a long time already. No, no.
1: Someone said that they want
2: to bring it back. I think. Yeah, so if if everything is okay, we can sort of... We have a lot of backlog of people that haven't cooked for us.
0: (laughs) And they have to (laughs) cook themselves and not kind of buy takeaways.
2: Well, uh, we don't go into the details. As long as... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no we have a pantry so they don't have a pot and they have a the someone they asked why yeah, take it, or it, or it out of the and they wrap it in their own paper okay lah we, <laughs> we wouldn't alright you close one eye no no but but they do I think I remembered some of them do document what they were doing at home so you can see the preparation okay yeah, yeah.
0: It's, a, it's a creative process in itself too
2: and those who buy won't show but <laughs> <laughs> we just we just eat so I think that's uh, yeah does we the, hope to have a bit of those sessions does yeah.
0: the office studio have cooking facilities a pantry
3: doesn't have a stove right it has a oven and a fridge and a microwave yeah. I think oh. but doesn't have a yeah. doesn't have a hop
0: hot plate or anything like that hop
3: plate have hop plate. <laughs> but hop. It's, a, it's a portable one that you plug in
2: yeah nope. team boat also have
3: yeah
0: Are there any characteristics that you would um, say are unique to the farm as a practice and as a studio?
2: I'm not sure about unique, um, but sort of experience of working with some of the new staff that joined the team
1: Mm.
2: and especially some of them who joined during COVID. So the opportunity to sort of work with your colleagues is sort of lacking. Mm. And so they sort of come in fresh and it's actually quite hard for them to integrate with the team. So mm. even if the we have three sort of separate teams, architecture, interior, branding, and because the way that we have been working through some of these projects, there is a certain momentum of how things are done mm. and and how some of the decisions are made. And so it's quite hard for new staff to understand and to to fit into that rhythm, right? So to them, they see as a lot of things happening and a lot of things are online, so it gets uploaded on the slides. But when everybody put in their things, the whole thing looks complete. So they don't understand how that comes together. But on our side, because maybe the individual teams know their parts very well and they know how to read each other, what each other is doing. And so they're able to adapt quite quickly, but it's very difficult for new stuff to come in. So... It's also not something that was done consciously. It's just that maybe the way that we, the team has been working together for a long time, there's mm-hmm. a certain understanding, uh, a way of, of working that is from an outsider joining the team, especially during the COVID times, it's actually very difficult to to right. understand. So we had a few people who joined and left during that period because they just couldn't, I mean, mm-hmm. for various other reasons, but the, oh. one of it was they actually couldn't get into the rhythm of how things are, how, right. how quickly some of the things are moving and then and, and they couldn't keep up or they couldn't understand what we are talking about half the time. So so that's that's a problem that we recognize that that we actually need to to scaffold to, to stage uh, the integration and the learning of a lot of this new stuff. So
0: is it generally very fast paced at the farm?
2: Um I, I would imagine yes. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's unique to us. I yeah. think mo- most firms work at that pace. Mm. And
0: um lots of projects are uh, new projects are coming in. Now that you know, there's this reopening. And- I mean,
2: we have a lot of old projects coming back alive, ah. so that that adds to that volume of things that uh, we need to sort of look at at this point. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, what is your vision, each of you, for the farm? Oh,
2: this kind
4: of question very tough.
1: How <laughs> <laughs> simple but very tough. Yeah.
4: Can it be a very simple vision? Right. Sure. Uh, uh, I, I think we have this big poster in the office and it's a mantra that we, we, we always keep to work hard and be nice to people. I hope anybody in farm will always be friends and uh, know each other, work hard together. Uh, I think, especially in the last two years, we have had a lot of people joining that we couldn't really engage with. So I, I do think it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, like what Nanjie said, sometimes they come, they join, they realize uh, I, I, can't, I can't get used to it and I, I'm, I, I better go. And you don't even know who they are uh, And a lot of old colleagues that we have missed For the last two years Starting to kind of see them again Some of them in a different stage of life They want something different So, but they are, they, I, I think Something that somebody told me quite interestingly uh, The other day was that They seem to think that time in farm Passes really fast And they said that uh, when When your work is shitty Or you work with people you don't like Time is so slow Even though it's just such a short period but in farm, it flies, you know, like so fast and like eight years, is just gone. And I've heard that from a few of them. So I think that's something that is quite, uh, quite meaningful to me, la, that people enjoy their time here.
0: That's gratifying, isn't it? Yeah. That the people are not chilly and the work is great.
4: <laughs> I don't know um, about the work. <laughs> it's always tough. <laughs> but at least uh, they, enjoy, they enjoy it, maybe. Yeah.
0: Right. In in terms of um, the the practice, are you going to expand or are you just going to let it run organically as you have done since establishment?
3: I think we hit a, a kind of size that is uh, becoming mm. almost to the point of being unmanageable. So we're not we're not going to expand uh, from what we in the in the foreseeable future. We'll try and manage the the company with with the size that we have. And I think, in terms of the projects that we have on hand, in terms of scale and number. This size seems to be uh, uh, sometimes a bit stretched, but generally uh, just about right.
0: And in terms of um, the evolution in your design, uh, any thoughts on, you know, how you want to evolve? I think um was just talking earlier about, you know, how the marketplace has changed. Industry is also moving faster and the way of engagements have all evolved as well.
2: Okay, we're probably not the best businessmen because in a sense, if you're good at doing one type, you will keep repeating the same type because that's when you gain sort of economies of scale, right? Mm. But that is also when the staff will probably find the work very boring. So we need to balance uh, our own creative interests to constantly look for new types of projects or new issues, new relationships to unravel between the room, the, the house, the restaurant and the city, the hotel and the entrance. So certain things that we want to explore but then it also means that the project is always uh, new right in that sense it's exciting for the staff but it Mm. also means that we take a lot of time a lot of manpower to kind of unravel some of these relationships. so I think that is something that probably accept that this is the direction that we want to continue to invest into new projects versus find ways to do the same efficiently Mm. right so because I think that it, it aligns our interests with the staff interests and in a way It keeps us on our toes that the firm has to constantly look for different things to do. And I think we've been quite anxious about trying to find things that every year, what else are we looking at? Is there some new areas that we're interested in or things that we notice that we can explore? And so we will put a small team to kind of look into those areas or we find people to collaborate with to kind of open up uh, our field a little bit more into some of these new areas and to then bring those conversations back and apply them across to the other projects. Because we have seen how some of those conversations multiply themselves across Mm -hmm. or, or manifest themselves in other projects because of certain probes that we put into other corners of other projects that we're looking at. And so when it comes back and we apply it, it really kind of brings in a different perspective. So I think that that method of working is something that Um, maybe we'll continue to do. But then it also means that it's very hard for us to predict what we'll be doing next year because there's always this uh, anxiety but I think somehow when the projects come in we will know that these are projects that we want to work on Uh, even though at that point we may not fully understand but once we we hear a bit more then usually uh, across the team and across the directors there's an immediate alignment that okay this is a good project let's go for it either because it's an interesting site or it's an interesting problem or it's an interesting premise that the the project was trying to look into so I think these are things that kind of always find them more interesting than uh, do another very expensive house yeah, so so it's, it's just that kind of uh, repetition that we probably would sort of stay away from but should, like I say like, it's not very good business decisions so there's
0: always a, a green feel element to it then
2: um, well, I mean, when green as in
0: or oh, uh, brown
2: yeah <laughs> so, so it's just certain level of curiosity which I actually think all designers have mm. uh, is just trying to understand a bit better and to see where different areas that we can contribute Mm. or apply some of the ideas from this scale to a different scale this typology to another typology
0: what is the current area that you're looking at
2: Darwin you want to share food restaurants (laughs) uh
4: new areas new focus of uh, the practice or new 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 kind of typologies currently we're working on some areas that are quite interesting like health care preventive care Mm. Uh, we are also working on uh, some uh, hotels that are very uh, localized. Working very closely with local creators, not in Singapore, uh, so with artists and artisans in, uh, in 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 Malaysia. So that's that's also quite interesting for us. What else is uh, are we working on? Food. Food. <laughs> what about food? I- I'm currently working on food. Uh, coming up with a few new concepts <laughs> for food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a restaurant, a
0: new food. A uh, food con- a new restaurant concept, or
4: uh, yes, a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. So they are all like kind of F&B outlets.
4: They are F&B outlets, yes, by um, Marina Bay, Club Key So quite interesting, because uh, I mean, it's opening up, tourism is coming back. So mm-hmm. new concepts to 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 feed the tourists. <laughs> I think
3: a couple of interesting things that we've done, or we're doing that we've not done before is for for example, uh, we recently been engaged by uh, MES to study um, the uh, interior kind of configuration for a new uh, dormitory. New foreign worker dormitory. Mm. So, so there was a, a workshop that we conducted to try and understand, you know, whether what was provided for in the architect's plan could be rethought, or, or was it, uh, you know, was anything that uh, was important to them uh, could be could be considered a bit better, and uh, just to understand their point of view, the the residents, and 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 how they use the space. So, uh, and that has kind of come on towards um, the the similar exercise to understanding how they would use the communal um, kitchens and dining spaces because the new dormitories are taking the kitchens out of the the, the room itself which uh, is actually a big point of contention for the residents because they really very important item to them we found out and to put it into a communal space but for, for reasons of, of uh, um, uh, cleanliness and and to manage the, the safety the new dormitories will have the uh, kitchens in a communal space so now we're trying to look into how we can address both the residents' uh, requirements and their preferences and their reservations about this move at the same time as uh, meeting the requirements of the operators and the authorities. So so this, this is something that we've not done before and we are learning from scratch, you know, uh, in- interacting with the users and the, the, the managers uh, and trying to come up with uh, possible uh, solutions.
0: It sounds like a very um, meaningful community-driven undertaking. Mm.
3: Yeah, so, so we're hoping that it's going to be uh, something that, that can be implemented like, in the upcoming dormitories. But at the moment is it is more of a research stage. Right, right.
1: Okay.
0: Um my final question. We're talking to the farm. If you were to think of yourselves. <laughs>
4: oh no, is it the animal question? <laughs> yes, an
0: animal.
3: I was I was I have the, no answer for that. <laughs> I was up the whole night trying to do, think Would of one. Uh, I give up? I give up.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> um you know is that is that one animal that represent yourself a little bit? No. Uh, no.
4: I, I think a couple of you are muted <laughs> I don't know don't pretend <laughs> I also can do it
2: yeah awkward yeah. Uh, li- living off scraps <laughs> <laughs> very I <tauti, si. laughs> <laughs> clients no, complain any. very slow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything takes yeah. a lot of time to do tough question this one
0: tough
4: question okay no? <laughs> no? okay <laughs> no no
3: Shows that we don't know much about uh, the natural world.
0: <laughs> Actually, I take back what I said just now. It's not my last question. Oh. <laughs>
2: it's
0: okay. It's okay. Because okay, we have no answer. Okay.
2: Yeah, that we we, we owe you one because we did give you an answer.
0: <laughs> what inspires each of you? Are there any, you know, an image or an idol or you know, a designer that influenced your thinking or your decision to become designers?
2: I think we are too old to ask about heroes already, right? We need to take some time <laughs> to it, It's true, it's true. Yeah. We're too far down the line to remember what happened.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Selwyn got answer, I'm very sure. I
1: I don't have.
4: Yeah, it's a bit hard some, to Someone ja-
3: someone Japanese, Selwyn.
4: Japanese. <laughs> no. Uh, more no. brands actually when I was
3: Brand, young. Uh, yeah.
4: I, I would look at Muji and wonder like, wow, how can it be so amazing? Yeah, Um, but not really. I think at this stage in time, like what Nanjian is saying, it's really hard to pinpoint a constant uh, inspiration at all. Uh, I think more than anything sounds cliche. I'm constantly inspired by my kids nowadays. (laughs) It's a cliche, I'm sorry, I know. (laughs) But the things you do makes me want to feel like, wow, I wish I'm a
2: kid
4: again. I didn't want to say anything. (laughs)
0: What, a, what about uh, what about what do you read then? Uh? Um, what do you do for fun then? <laughs>
4: uh, I, I make, I, we sound so boring. No inspiration.
0: Not reading anything. <laughs> uh, Surely
4: that's something that
0: we enjoy.
3: Okay, I answer, I answer. Okay, so so in terms of um inspiration, uh, I mean, I used to work for Will Alsop in the UK uh, many years ago. And although I, I mean, I wouldn't say that I I design the way he does or in the style he does, but he, he was quite an influential character in the sense that I was. uh, I like the way that he questioned almost everything, and 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 and, you know, the most serious matters he will kind of turn it on his head and and uh, pose uh, um, the, the most awkward questions sometimes and 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 the solutions that he proposed sometimes are ridiculous but in do, in proposing the ridiculous uh, it does expose a lot of the, the kind of preconceived and predetermined solutions which to those solutions might not be relevant anymore so I think his irreverence and his um, almost ad hoc creative process I think that was something which uh, has stuck with me and I think it's quite a, a key kind of uh, formation of my own personal uh, creative journey and in terms of Hobbies, okay. I, I, you all know that I, I enjoy fishing very much, and I enjoy and I, and I enjoy making stuff. So I, I do make if, if when I do have spare time, uh, making uh, my own fishing kind of lures and carving wood and things like that. So I do enjoy that. I, I enjoy working with my hands, which was a bit of well, a shame to me when I when I realized architecture. There's so many steps removed from the making. Uh, I mean, when I was much younger and started joining architecture school, one of the reasons was because I love making stuff. And now, and after working so many years, you realize that the person making the thing is is three, four, five steps removed from uh, the person who actually thought of the thing. And I and I, I feel there's a little bit of a loss. So I do in my own time try to make stuff. Okay.
2: Mm. Important question. Uh, the leop can catch fish. Huh? <laughs>
3: Uh, no, the, the the thing is, that I I can't. No matter what I use, I I fail at that.
0: What about I, interest of others?
1: Okay, so back to the the inspiration thing. Uh, I think I think for since young, I really like to listen. Or I think since school days, I like to I like to go to different theater shows, and I love music. And I think up to now, that's a, that's the only constant. I like. I always find things to go and watch and listen. And I'll constantly listen to new things. I don't know why it's just been a habit and I do not I still do so. Maybe, I don't know whether it affects my work or not, but it's a—it's uh, just part of the I just uh, li- like to see theatre or quirky ones, experimental ones. Just, I like how they question things in life and uh, have different interpretation of things around us. And...
0: Has your, music, has your taste of music changed?
1: Mm, yeah, it has. But I listened to a wide range of music,
0: mm.
1: uh, from folk to jazz. And I realised there's all this in-between genres. And I, 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 I was just trying to listen to new things. Uh, one time I was uh, listening to all African stuff and I really enjoyed that. Um, I, think, I think music is, is yeah, something which I enjoy. It, it helps me in my
0: work. Sounds like you go for quirkiness, right? You're talking about theatres, experimental theatres, and also...
1: Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Mm.
0: Do you have a villain that you admire then?
1: Like a real-life villain.
0: Doesn't have to be. I mean, it could be a Joker.
1: A fairy tale one,
0: yeah. right? Or does any one of you have a villain that you admire? Or we only like good guys, that's okay too. Just me trying to throw out some interesting questions.
2: I cannot remember the name of that character. Let me think first.
0: Usual uh, Suspect.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obayashi? Oh, yeah, this one, Obayashi and oh. uh, Ka- Kaiser Sozi. But he's not Obayashi, right? So I always find that that that, that character quite interesting. Okay. The one he made up, la. right? Correct, correct, correct. He's actually not a real villain. He made it up.
0: Okay, I guess um, we like good guys. We don't like villains. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> Just before, before we go, um, just want to um, ask, is there anything else that you guys want to add uh, that I may not have um, touched on? Or any last thoughts, final words before we end our conversation?
3: Not from me, just thanks. Thank you very much for contacting. Yes. Thank you very well, much you. Yeah, for helping.
0: <laughs> thank you very much for your time. And enjoy you the name. conversation.
1: Okay. So, sorry sorry we're
3: so we're so boring with our answers
2: at <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, end, end, like, end
3: of the day really like all brain dead cannot you give, <laughs> us, you give us a, a whole night to think about the animals who cannot think <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. thank you for listening to the studio sml podcast to hear the stories of more singaporean architects and designers head to www.studiosml.net where you can find out more about Studio SML as well as all our podcast episodes.